Well, that's all horrible, isn't it? <clears throat> I'm not going to try to restart the music. I don't even have Ryan in here yet. You guys can listen to me type and I, as I send him the invite at gmail.com. Okay, I'm currently inviting Ryan. Hopefully you guys can hear me now. And this isn't just like you know, uh, an empty broadcast since you guys can't hear my voice. So if you guys can hear me, please let me know via the chat box because we're having so many technical difficulties today that apparently that, yay, I don't know what the fuck that was. I didn't change anything. None of all my settings were the same. I didn't have anything accidentally unplugged or anything like that. The shit just didn't work. I mean, I don't know why. You know, uh, I mean, I don't think it was the music here. Check out. The, here's the music. Whoops, wrong music. <laughs> I, I actually wanted to try different music today, too, because I, th I thought this uh, sounded fairly cool. Well, I, oh, for example, uh, this is supposed to be the level that is uh, background, as in it's, this is supposed to be low enough that I can speak and you guys can still hear me clearly. Is that the case? <laughs> yeah, in a world gone mad, only one man has the balls to talk to the OG for an hour about nothing at all. <laughs> I'll get turned off now, though. But, uh, but for example, the uh, there's also a high volume, which which is what's supposed to be the intro and outro. Uh, that would be this right here. <laughs> as far as the sound level goes, you guys think I should intro the show with the lower or the higher of the two? And uh, by the way, welcome back, Ryan. Are you seriously running tech support on a live podcast? Well, sure. Why not? Who's going to do it if not us? It's not like I can hand it off to somebody else. Son <laughs> of a whore. <laughs> Anyways, let's get the show back on track. This is the OG Live, the live call-in podcast where you guys can call in, ask me questions. Uh, occasionally, we have guests. Sometimes we do. Sometimes we don't. But we always have interesting callers. Be one of those interesting callers and call us through the Podbean app or just chat with us on the chat box, man, because we're you know, always interested in hearing what you guys got to say. Topics for tonight include fuck all and I don't know. You got anything, Ryan? No, I, I, I give up. I, I come on. You're doing tech support. The first run through, you actually have a deep voice. Like, I don't know. It's fucking anarchy. I know, I know. Well, like I said, this is a work in progress, so what are you going to do? Um, let's see. Uh, well, if you don't get any topics, we can always go with one of the ones that we were going to use in previous shows, but never got a chance to. Uh, one of the things we were going to talk about uh, were bands that you will defend to the end. These are bands that, despite public opinion of them either turning against them or never being with them, you still think are great, and you will defend their honor against people dissing them at, to the end. You have any uh, bands like that like, that you're just a hardcore supporter of? No, I don't think so. However, I think a much better topic would be for you to get your first voicemail. My first voicemail? What do you mean? You know, we talked about this yesterday, that people that can call in and, and leave you a personalized message. It might, you know, brighten up your day. Oh, yes. Yeah, that's right. We tried that on the first attempt. But I was too busy fucking with shit. Yeah, I'd like to hear that. I'm sure they've got all kinds of nice things to say about me. All right. Well, I will request that you shut the fuck up until the end, unless you want some sort of weird echo. So uh, let me get this pulled up. Jay, you fucking mangy, gimpy, wookie, no snow shoveling, flat-footed, retard motherfucker. I'm a horrible person, so I spend my entire day thinking of ways to punish myself. And by far the best one is listening to your sad, boring fucking life on the podcast. I hope your golf cart loses control and fucking runs you down at the country club. Fuck you very much, Jade. You suck. And I hope your dog gets leukemia and dies. Hey, man, what's up, Ryan? I hope you have a great day. And fuck you, Jay. So um, that seemed very, very pleasant, actually. That was, that was a very nice phone call. I'm actually having a great day. So shout out to Tab. Like, I'm glad you checked in on me. Um, I take offense at the dog comment. Leave my dog out of this. My dog never did anything to anybody. Come on. <laughs> Other than that, okay, I guess I'm fine with that. <laughs> Thanks for calling in, Tag. I appreciate that shit. 
Um, looking at the chat box, let's see. People want ask them what they want to talk about, and mostly they're saying OG threads over on the chat box, but they're not getting a specific one. Uh, let's see. Oh, we have our, uh, a couple trolls. That's going to be awesome. You guys will make the chat box way more interesting. Uh, but let's see. What about you, Ryan? Uh, you never answered the question about uh, if you have a, a band that you'll defend to the end, or or an artist, obviously. No, I, I really don't think I do. I'm not like a super fan of, of much of anything, and I don't listen to shit music, so I don't really have to defend much. I think this really all kind of goes back to you shitting on Alice in Chains for some reason. I didn't shit on Alice in Chains. I just said they were an inappropriate choice for that type of concert and i stand by my statement uh but for myself uh, a band that i'll always depend uh excuse me defend is metallica i'll be honest with you i don't like anything uh from the black album on i don't like the vast majority of the black album i don't like the way they changed their music and it's just not for me anymore however their first albums were awesome and Despite the fact that I don't like their music, I don't hate them like everyone else does for changing their shit. People change. I mean, even let's go with the assumption that people are 100% correct and they sold out to try to make money. Well, doesn't everybody want money? <laughs> I don't think that's the case in the first place because their, their records were pretty successful uh, already. I think what it is is that they're as they got older, their musical tastes changed, and they decided they wanted to make different types of music. That different types of music wasn't for me, but I don't feel fucking betrayed like some of the Metallica fans do. They're like, "Oh fuck them!" Da, 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 da. You know, they betrayed all their real fans by making different music. I'm like, "Well, they wanted to make different music. They have every right to do that, dude. It's, they don't take it as a personal insult." And so that's the band that I'll always defend, Metallica, despite the fact I'm. I don't like anything they've done in decades, really. <laughs> yeah, so I, I think we're going to have to, you know, correct to your thoughts. And uh, <laughs> yeah, the Black Album was a good album, so your taste is terrible. Eh, I, it wasn't horrible. I just don't think it stood up to their earlier albums. But I don't have any. I don't have any problems with them for making it. God, people got so fucking worked up when they cut their hair of all things. Oh man, they're turning their back on the true fans. They cut the hair. They look all grunge now. They're selling out. The uh, the bassist. I remember watching a documentary. The bassist at the time, uh, Jason Newstead, was talking about that. He says, "Yeah, we're sellouts. We're sellouts." He goes, "Hey, you know what? We are sellouts. We sell out every fucking seat of every show that we do." He's, <laughs> that was his comeback for anyone calling him a sellout. Poor guy. He got treated like shit the entire time he was in that band. <laughs> okay. Yeah, sure. Yeah, okay. Well, there you yeah. go. That's, yeah. that's my thing. Mm -hmm. Okay. Anybody want to call in about that? Uh, let me roll through the chat box and see if anybody uh, wants to call me out on that or if they have any uh, bands that they speak of. Uh, let's see. Do, 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 yeah. do. Don't think so. No, 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 no. Well, most people said they liked the the uh, Black Album. Uh, someone actually said saying Anger is their best album. I'll be honest with you, I haven't heard it. I stopped listening to them after the Black Album. The couple of things that I heard on the radio from albums after that, I just didn't do anything for me. So I did. I kind so of moved hold, on that. hold hold on here. So mm -hmm. this entire topic was: Do you have any bands that you will like fight for until the end? Uh huh. And you stopped listening to Metallica halfway through one of their above average albums and well, basically just, you think they suck now so you're not defending anything you're actually no. exposing yourself for being very fair weather at best well no it's i there's nothing wrong with me and not liking the music they're doing now my statement says that i don't blame them for changing their music and there's nothing wrong with that and that's why i will defend them that doesn't necessarily mean i like the new music that they're doing uh, yeah, those are two different things. So you're, yeah, it, you're way too flip floppy here. Uh, nope. Can't get behind it. <laughs> and I'm not even saying that the black album is a bad album, but compare it to the album before that, it's just completely different. And I prefer the, the album before that to this one. Now I need to look it up because I'm, <laughs> I don't want to say the wrong album. I want to say it's uh, isn't it injustice for all was the one before that, or is it master of puppets? I have no clue. This is supposed to be like the, the band that you follow and you, you know everything about. I, oh, no, I don't know. You know you're about them, you're dropping the ball, Jay. <laughs> I'm dropping the well, ball. That's what I do with most things. I probably dropped the ball. I did the zero research on this. Uh, 
Oh yeah, but it it was uh, Injustice for All, which was an amazing album. It might be my favorite one um, because it's the one I look through. Somebody asked what my favorite album was the other day for Metallica, and while it might not necessarily have my favorite song from Metallica on it, it has like the most songs where that I look at and go, oh yeah, that's a great song because they don't have any bad songs in their uh, first albums, but there's ones like better than others. Uh, but you said you listen to hip hop, so you don't really know what the fuck I'm talking about, huh? No, I listen to a little bit of everything except for country. Yeah, yeah, I know. I, I don't have anything against country. It's just most of it seems too simple for me. I'm sure there's amazing complex country that will blow my socks off, but being old and not looking for new music, I don't think I'll ever probably encounter it. <laughs> no, I really just think it's a bunch of inbred slack jaws listening to twang music. Yeah. Oh, Andy said uh, "Ride the Lightning" is his favorite uh, album. God, that's a good one too. It's good. it also has a whole bunch of good shit to it. Yep. 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 What else you guys want to talk about today? So while oh. you're figuring that out, how about some good uh, some good news here? Oh yeah. Go U.S. Ahead. sales U.S. sales of alcoholic beverages rose fifty five percent last week. Oh shit. That's not surprising in the least bit, to be honest with you. <laughs> so the one good thing about the economy, spirits like tequila, gin, and pre-mixed cocktails led the way, jumping 75% compared to last year. Wine sales are up 66%. Beer sales are up 42%. And White Claw sales since the beginning of the OG podcast are up 312%. Holy We're shit. We're making a difference. You're no kidding. <laughs> Sorry, I'm typing at the same time. Well, that's a big jump for a lot of that, isn't it? Well, yeah, like we're all sick and tired of being stuck inside with either spouses we hate, grovelly little children, or really just being stuck inside. Right, right. All right, you. since uh, no one seems to be super interested in the topics we're talking about, I'll go ahead and talk about uh, what's going through the chat box right now. Someone is accusing me of abandoning a child. So this should be fun. Do you want to hear the story, sir? Go for it. This, this uh, better have a good ending. There better be like a, you know, a super villain created out of this. Well, I, you know, I didn't kill a baby or anything like that. So it, it doesn't have the worst ending. Here. Um, uh, this is five, six years ago, something like that. Well, before I was married, uh, I dated someone for several months. We went on like probably five or six dates. Um, and I ended up sleeping with her, I think two or three times. Um, the last time I, uh, slept with her. I actually hit went on a date with her in about a month and I kind of thought we were done until she sent me a text. So I came over, you know, hung out for a while, did the entire Netflix and chill thing. Um, and then we headed back to her bedroom. Uh, this time, unlike others, she told me that, uh, her tubes have been tied. And so that, you know, I didn't really need to use a condom. I'd never done that before, but it's not like I didn't believe her. Why would she lie about that? So we went ahead and did it. Um, shortly after that, we stopped, we broke up. We weren't really officially a couple, so you can't say we broke up, but we didn't really mesh well. Yeah. Um, so we stopped talking, um, maybe three months later, two months later, I can't remember the exact time frame. I randomly get a text from her telling me that she's pregnant, which was quite the surprise to me. I said, uh, yeah, you said your tubes were tied. And she replied with, well, obviously it didn't work. Um, later on, she sent she actually showed me like medical documents that she actually got her tubes tied. Cause at one point I didn't believe her. I was like, I don't know about this man. Uh, but it turns out, uh, I said, well, uh, what happens now? And she said uh, that she was going to put it up for adoption. She'd already contacted a adoption agency, you know, and they had already, they already had a family and, you know, they were going to put her in contact with her and all that good stuff. And that was pretty much the end of it. Uh, I took her to some doctor's appointments. I took her to the hospital when she had the kid and that was it. Um, I didn't have a lot of, uh, options in the matter. I didn't think and that, you know, to be clear, I never wanted kids. So that, you know, this was probably the best way things could have worked out for me, obviously. Um, but I find it amusing that people are, are saying that I abandoned my kids because I didn't go and find a lawyer to fight her from giving it up from adoption. Like a, like a single uh, guy, man, because I was single at the time, like a single guy who didn't really want kids is a better family environment than a, a, a family that really wants kids and can't have them. Um, so that's the story. Uh, but still, people will call me a horrible person that abandoned my child. 
Yeah, I don't know if I could necessarily call you a horrible person for abandoning his child. However, I probably could call you a horrible person for, you know, getting your, your genes back out there into the gene pool. That's exactly how I feel about it. I was angry about it. I've said on multiple occasions, I don't want to have children. Part of that's because I'm lazy and I don't want to take care of children, children and I'm self-centered. But a big part of it is because I thought about it for a long time and I don't want my genes to get out there. I've got shitty genes. As far as I'm concerned, you know, there's, all, there's nothing horribly wrong with me, but there's all this minor bull crap that I don't really think there's any point in passing these genes along to somebody else. My brother's got a kid, so the entire old family thing is fine. So I, I don't worry about that. There's no point in passing my shitty, awkward six foot seven genes along to somebody. And when I found out that I did, I was pretty upset about it on top of everything else. Cause morally speaking, I don't, I, I honestly think I have shitty genes and I shouldn't be passing them along to anybody else. Yeah. I think I could probably agree with that part. Yep. Oh, see here on the chat box, they're still trying to give me crap saying stuff like, you know, he didn't fight for, he didn't fight for his kid. Why would I, I don't want to have kids and he's going to a great family that could take care of him better than I could anyways. Jesus Christ. Some people will bitch about anything. How is that the wrong decision? The right decision is what's best for the kid. And yes, I could raise them. Yeah, I do. I do fine. I assume. I mean, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't make a ton of money, but I could still take care of a kid. And if that's how it worked out, if she said she wanted to take, she wanted to keep the kid and wasn't putting it up for adoption, we'd be having an entire different conversation, a conversation about how I help her support him. But that's not what happened. She put it up for adoption and I didn't see the point in fighting it. If you think that's the, I'm a bad person because of that, well, then I don't really see what point is of me trying to convince you otherwise. There we go. I, I, so, there you go. That's the story. <laughs> so I, I still think all of this could have been avoided if you just would have done the gentlemanly thing and pulled out and came in her eye. You are true. <laughs> you are true. You are, you are correct, sir. That would have been... You know, the correct thing to do in a worst case scenario, we're talking some pink eye, which in a grand scale of themes, things is not a big deal. All right. I need to take a couple deep breaths. Hmm. All right. Calm, Jay. Hmm. All right. Excellent. What do you guys want to talk about now? Anybody going to call in on this? I know you guys got some, some, some deep seated, you know, emotion around this one. Yeah. Anyone? See, yeah, it's fun when I prove people wrong and they still keep up with the same things, even though everyone's telling them they're a fucking idiot. You go right ahead and keep on talking there, troll, but I'm going to stop reading your shit. <laughs> it's cool when they won't call in because basically I have all the power. You know, I get to say what I want and no one gets to hear their shit because it's not recorded on the show, buddy. <laughs> well, okay, I feel better now. Uh, let's see. Uh, if no one's going to call in, we can move on to the next topic. And I know you have a story for this one, Ryan. Um, What's the dumbest thing you've ever did while you're drunk that you can remember? Obviously, I guess I should have probably yeah, I, told you I was going to ask you this before the show. So you had time to prepare for it. Yeah. So I think that one probably requires some thought. Okay. I can do my story um, first if you need me to. I think probably the closest thing, which we ended up getting out of was a situation in Mexico. Hmm. Um, I think there was a group of us about, I'd say five or six of us. Uh, went down kind of in an off time. It wasn't like a spring break or anything. Uh, we headed down to Mexico. Um, geez, where were we? I don't even remember where we were in Mexico. It was one of the tourist traps, however. So five, six of us go down. I think we were probably 20, 21-ish uh, and decided just to get blackout drunk. So as a bunch of you know meat-headed American 20, 21-year-olds, uh, we drank and we drank and we became louder and louder. And of course we got into a fight at some point. So it was actually a buddy of mine just started punching this dude inside of a bar. We end up kind of ushering everyone outside and he throws him into a car. It just so happens that car was one of the police vehicles in Mexico. So at that time we had the Mexican police call for backup. We ended up with, oh, I'd say three or four uh, police cruisers there. And we were all looking at a night in Mexican jail, which really means you're probably going to die in Mexico. <laughs> Luckily enough, it seems that in God's blind spot, the, uh, the fix for any sort of broken law is a $20 bill. So we ended up having to pay off every one of the Mexican police that was there. They all took a $20 bill. So we ended up spending about $100 in alcohol that night and about $300 in Mexican bribes 
and we <laughs> stumbled back to our hotel. None the worse. Yay! See, that's the best sort of story. The one without uh, repercussions. <laughs> um, okay, I'll, uh, does anyone want to call in before I tell my story? Mine's not awesome like his. It's just me being dumb. Um, but it is one of the reasons why I stopped drinking. Uh, it wasn't the day that I stopped drinking, but it's definitely a factor into it. Um, this is years ago. God, it's gotta be 2005, 2006, somewhere around there. And, uh, one of my friends that I had spotted at the bar invited me over to her house to watch a UFC party. Uh, at the time, uh, she lived like maybe three blocks from me and both of us lived like four blocks from the bar. So I just stumbled, stumbled over from the bar over to the UFC fights where she was having a party and it started off. Well, I mean, I made sure I stopped at the party store along the way and bought a fifth of Jack Daniels. Uh, and I had some weed on me and, you know, so we're watching pr the preliminaries. I'm drinking like a fish cause I don't really have a lot of self-control, uh, you know, passing around joints and, between that and staring at my incredibly good-looking friend, uh, who, who's never uh, had a, a moment for me in that uh, regard, but still, it doesn't. So from yesterday, it just uh, this is Steve, mm -hmm. right? No, this is Steve. Yeah, no, no, no. I'm not gonna go into her name because I still know her. Uh, but uh, she looks okay. She looks like uh, um, God. What's her name? Uh, Kelly, uh, the 53-year-old chick from uh, Austin Powers. Oh, you're talking about Tiffany Starr that used to be on the OG. Okay, no, I got it. no, no. I'm talking about a friend of mine I grew up with that looks a little bit like the uh, the 53 year old chick from Austin Powers that never doesn't age. Um, but regardless, so anyways, I'm sitting there, I'm getting drunk, and by the time the main card uh, starts, I am so goddamn drunk that even I realize it's probably time to go home. Uh, so we're talking like midnight. Uh, well, 10, 11, somewhere around there. Uh, it's fuzzy. So I'm heading home. And the house that I'm living at at the time is in a neighborhood with dirt roads. And it was like May or March or something. It was muddy and nasty. And, you know, it rained a whole bunch. And the, the, the streets were mostly just mud. And I'm so fucking drunk that I'm swaying from one side of the road to the other. Literally, like, you know, in this guy's yard and swerving over all the way across the road into the, uh, the other guy's yard. And eventually I slip and fall right in the middle of the fucking uh, road and land flat on my back in the mud and I can't get up. I'm too drunk. I'm like squirming back and forth, try, pushing with my, my, my head without realizing it, pushing my hat and my head into the mud, trying to get up. And it takes me a couple minutes to finally stagger back to my feet and head off home where apparently I must've been, did a lot more staggering because the, the next morning when I got up, there's mud all over one side of the house. There's mud all over the glass entry door where I leaned up against it, mud all over the, the, the regular door and, and then a line of mud going basically from uh, the door to my room. Fucking it was, I ruined all the clothes I had, had mud ground into them that never seemed to want to come. It was, it was fucking a mess and I barely remember any of it. <laughs> so that was probably, you know, the drunkest, stupidest stuff I've ever did in my life. Um, and it was, like I said, a factor into why I don't drink anymore. Cause fucking, I don't need shit like that in my life. So there you so go. By that. mud, by bun, you mean you just explosively shit yourself, right? Oh God. You know what? I don't, let me think about that. I don't think I've ever shit myself. I've come goddamn close more times than I can count, but I'm not sure if I've ever shit myself in public. Uh, there's been a couple times at home where I rolled the dice and were, and was wrong, but that doesn't count because I, you know, I knew I was right right near the uh, bathroom anyways. You know, just a fart that you probably shouldn't have trusted. Uh, but I don't think I've ever full-on shit myself. How about yourself? No, I'm not a heathen. You're not a heathen? Really? Yeah, well, I mean, it happens to people. Sometimes you get sick. You got some sort of stomach thing going on. You don't. You can't hang out at home like you should, and you go out in the public like maybe you shouldn't, and you just get caught out. You know, like Chuck Liddell says, sometimes you just get caught. Fair enough. <laughs> no? No? Okay. Uh, well, how about you guys? You guys, got any, uh, you guys got any stories you want to call in for for either... Uh, defending your band, the drunkest you've ever been, or if you've ever shit yourself. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, uh, apparently, um, no, but that's fine. We are going to keep on going. I can ramble on forever talking about nothing. Actually, I probably will run out of steam in about 15 or 20 minutes. So you guys will have to call in at some point and save me from my misery. Uh, well, shit, let's do our local uh, COVID report. Uh, Ryan, anything new on your front? 
No, nothing at all. Same no, thing nothing. here. I think we've yeah. I think we've gotten into like a normal of just everything's locked down. Yeah, yeah. I was I did a delivery today uh, for my local store. Um, I'm willing to go to the store, but my wife is, is so no that I just go ahead and pay the couple extra bucks for the delivery fee, and then they deliver the groceries, and then my wife washes them before she puts them away. Um, but I, it, to me, that sounds ridiculous. But apparently, that's what most people are doing, and I'm the one who's stupid for not doing it. Oh, hi, Tanner. How you doing, boss? Hey, what's up, man? I got one thing to say. All right, go ahead, sir. Tugboat, you absolutely suck, you fucking pussy. Get up in here and talk your shit. <laughs> He's referring to the the guy that's been trolling me from the chat box that inspired the entire story about my uh, child, which, by the way, is the first time I've to- ever told anybody outside of the OG. Seriously, none of my friends know, you know, um, I was the, the, the girl that this happened to me with, uh, is friends with some of my friends and I left it to her and she never told anybody. So I never told anybody, uh, like my mom never knew how's that for a weird thing. Uh, my mom had severe mental problems before she died and it was not some the sort of information that you'd want to throw at her. Um, but yeah, so you guys know, you guys, you guys learned a secret about me that almost no one knew before today, except for the OG. Cause I told you guys a couple of years ago. <laughs> So a secret that almost nobody knows that thousands upon thousands of people and the entire internet have the possibility of knowing. Got it. Sure. But none of my friends were on the OG and you know, I'm sure we, I'm sure we've got random people and there were people that were asking me to tell a story because, you know, I told it years ago and apparently, you know, that's which, and it's funny, that's how that works. You tell a story and then people pass along and other people pass along. And there's people that honestly believe that not that I had a kid that got put up for adoption, but that I abandoned a kid. Like I told him, later, bitch, that's up to you. you know, Because they heard the story from somebody who heard the story from somebody who distorted it either on purpose or accidentally and told that story to somebody. It's like playing the telephone game where, you know, you say a, a sentence to somebody and they tell it to somebody else to tell it to somebody else. And at the end, it always comes out. Fuck the OG. Yeah, but really, if you think about it. So you've been telling this story for years. Obviously, you haven't told it a, a ton. But shouldn't the story be much more entertaining by this point? Well, you know, I don't make up shit just to make stories more entertaining. I'm not like a troll or something. <laughs> like it so, should be like to the point now. It's like, yes, I had this kid with this woman and she told me that she had her tubes tied. And it turns out it was all a plot to sell a child. And that child is now Taco Fall on the Boston Celtics. <laughs> I'll be honest with you. I somewhat think that that's what happened with my kidney cancer. I don't think I had kidney cancer at all. I think there's a doctor out there that made a couple hundred thousand dollars selling my kidney. Wouldn't okay, that be a th- I'm going to have to, I'm going to have to go with a no on that one. I don't think that anything coming out of your body has any worth to anyone else. Oh, that's just mean. <laughs> Now we're back to that sperm bank thing again. I think I can make a little cash doing that. Apparently I'm fertile. <laughs> do you have do you have a college education? Uh no, dude. I don't even have a high school education, dude. I, I didn't graduate from high school, man. So yeah, you I don't think you can even donate sperm. Oh, there's I, think, I didn't realize I think they have some sort of standards. Yeah, yeah. No, I was going to uh, I, I did have a scholarship actually for Michigan State. Uh, but, uh, when I was 16, I was, uh, kicked out of my uh, house by my uh, stepdad who was a alcoholic and a crack addict at the time. Uh, I dropped out of school, um, lived in my car for about six or seven months, got a job and joined the real world. Uh, and turns out they don't give, uh, uh, scholarships to people that don't actually graduate. So, uh, that's how that worked out. Now I did go back, uh, you back when you can do this, I went and got my GED and you, apparently you can't do this now, but. Before you could apply, your GD was good for like up to five credits towards your, your diploma. And since I needed like a credit and a half, I was able to apply my GED toward my diploma. So technically, I have a high school diploma, even though I didn't actually graduate. So, for which some also reason, that makes a lot of sense. Which, which is also kind of why I uh, am not a radio DJ, which is what I had wanted to do at the time. As I mentioned, I took high school radio. However, you can't really intern at most radio stations unless you're going to college because they don't they don't pay interns. You get college credits. If you're not going to college uh, and getting credits, uh, that's called slavery because they're not paying you. Uh, this is how the, the radio manager told me. He goes, yeah, I can't. That'd be slavery. We can't have you work for nothing. Um, I did actually work for one radio station kind of like undercover. I was like an unofficial intern since I wasn't going to college. Uh, I did that for about six months, uh, but then I had a car breakdown, 
didn't have a car for six months. And when I went back to the radio station, the guy that had been uh, taking care of me, uh, a guy named Tom Cernia, he was the promotion manager for WRF. Uh, he had gotten a different job, moved to California, and nobody there knew who the fuck I was because the downfall of being an unofficial intern was no one had written anything down. And new, the new program manager just flat out didn't believe me when I told him I'd been doing stuff for the old one. <laughs> Interesting. So, yeah, yep, yep. So there's there's a little bit of my early life story. Uh, so while I did still try to get into radio, it's it's Detroit was a hard market to get into in the first place because believe it or not, it's actually like a top five market. Um, what I should have did was uh, move away to like bumfuck Idaho or something like that to a small radio station, start there, and then if I really wanted to move to Detroit later on when I was more well known, do that. But I didn't have self confidence. I was afraid to do something like that, and I was too busy partying, partying, and wasting my life. So that didn't happen. And for the most part, I don't really have anything to blame but myself. Sure, I can go. Oh, I didn't get to go college. My my dad kicked me out. Da, 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 da. But there's people with way harder lives than I had that accomplished way more. And most of my downfalls are my own. So I'm, I'll freely admit that I'm not where I wanted to be radio wise because of decisions that I made, and that's just what I have to live with. And at this point, I don't beat myself up about it anyways because who knows? The, uh, radio DJing is actually a really hard career. Uh, there's there's very little job security, very little money unless you're like at the very top of it, and you know. Realistically speaking, you know, I imagine it probably gets pretty boring going, yeah, up next is the new Pearl Jam. Later on, we're going to have some more Nirvana. Colin, later on for Alice and Jane's tickets. But now, here's the Beastie Boys. I mean, that wouldn't be a horrible life, but come on, you know, who you, I don't know if I'd want to do that for, you know, like 40 years or something like that. What about you? Is uh, were, your career now kind of what you wanted to do growing up, or did you have something else in mind? Not a chance in hell. <laughs> like, does anyone really want to work in insurance? I don't think so. I would assume. No, I mean, kind of, you kind of fall into. Maybe. I mean, yeah. I, I guess not. Yeah, and I assume that's how most people end up in the careers that they're in. Very few people, unless you're like a uh, very specific profession, probably don't end right up. Now. He's podcasting. Tedder, how about you? I kind of forgot you're here, man. You know, I've been so busy. I just, got, I just got asked to do. I, I uh, honestly, I just got asked to do help my daughter with her homework, and I'm like, I can't. I'm podca podcasting right now. What the hell? God damn it! Right. So, did you always want to be an officer? I mean, uh, or is that just something you kind of fell into? Um, honestly, you know, it's funny. I pulled out um my high school wrestling brochure, and it had like you know our name. Um, our interests and what we wanted to do um, when we, when we grew up, per se, and mine was to, is, was to become a law enforcement officer, and um, that was my junior year of high school. Um, but I didn't become a law enforcement officer till I was thirty three years old. So we're talking from the time I was sixteen to thirty three. I'd never accomplished that, and I actually lost that along the way. I didn't I didn't want to do that. I honestly, to this day. And it's probably not going to surprise you guys. I get along better with fucking criminals than I do with cops. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, actually, if if you want to if you want to talk to or talk about um, your life plans coming to fruition, I actually did. I mean, um, if I could change it now, would I? Probably. I wouldn't be doing what I'm doing. I'm not necessarily happy doing what I'm doing, but I do it. And I do it every day and I do it to the best of my ability because that's all I fucking know how to do. I mean, I'm not going to go in and half-ass it. If I half-ass it, someone could get hurt. I could get hurt. Someone else could get hurt. So I go in and I do my job and I fucking do it well. Um, do I enjoy it? Absolutely not. And that's just honesty. Well, yeah, that's that's. there's nothing wrong with that. Most people do not enjoy their jobs. If you came up to most people and said, hey, here's the exact same money and health benefits, but you don't have to do your job anymore. The vast majority of people wouldn't do it. I mean, it's why they call it a job. If it was fun, they'd call it a hobby and they wouldn't pay you. Right, right, exactly. Welcome, Grant. How you doing, sir? Hey, what's up, boys? How you guys doing? Well, you're excellent, man. How's the, how's the world treating you today? Good, good. Hey, so Tenor, you're a cop then, eh? I didn't know that. Uh, yeah, yeah, I am. <laughs> cool, cool. I mean, no, no, cool. Much respect. It, it, oh, thank you. I appreciate that. It's, it's weird. To, it's weird to kind of say that. I mean, I, like I said on the, on an earlier podcast, like in, in the grand scheme of cop shit, I haven't done anything, you know, um, I haven't done big, huge drug bust or 
you know, you know, gotten into a whole lot of different stuff, you know, but I like, I like the fact that I go in and I do my job and I don't get that stuff. I mean, anytime you get into dangerous shit, there's, there's time and not, I'm not saying I haven't been involved in dangerous stuff, but anytime you get into that, there's, there's, uh, there's a certain degree of, um, error that you can get yourself fucked up or fuck somebody else up. So, mm. you know what I mean? Hey, uh, Quick question for you. Oh, go ahead, sir. Uh, yeah. You go first. Hey, Tenor. Yeah. So I apologize. Um, so I guess in regards to like, um, martial arts or mixed martial, mar- mixed martial arts training, were you guys, uh, what type of training did you guys do in, 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 in I guess, police school or whatever it's called these days. Cause the reason why I ask is me and my son trained judo for about three and a half years. And we had a lot of cops here in Canada, they're Ontario provincial police, which is kind of like a state, uh, equivalent to a state cop in the, in the States. Do you guys uh, do any, any particular type of training or just hand to hand or you had mentioned that yeah. you wrestled, right? Right. Yeah. In the police academy, we do uh, we do a a segment of defensive tactics, but honestly, it's severely lacking. And it's funny that you ask this question because I have a very passionate view on this stuff. Um, So what we what we do in in defensive tactics is you you punch some bags, you kick some bags, you throw on some gloves and then you, you box somebody in your academy class. It's severely lacking. And in my opinion, that the use of force in, in the United States, I'm not going to speak for any other country, but the use sure. of force in the, the, the use of force in the United States is, is we have cops who are out of shape and undertrained that are using deadly physical force because they're getting their ass kicked because they're, they're out of shape and they're undertrained. In my opinion, Every and, and obviously this this is a very subjective opinion because I, w- I I've been a jujitsu guy, but in my nice. opinion, every fucking cop in the United States should achieve a blue belt and con- and be able to continue on with a blue belt. If if you're not a blue belt, you if you're getting wrestled and you don't know what the fuck you're doing, you haven't been under the fire. You know, a lot of people panic and when you're getting your ass kicked, you panic. And when you got a goddamn gun on your hip, it's real easy to draw that gun and shoot somebody in the face. that's kicking your ass. And you know what? Sure. You, they, they probably shouldn't be shot. You're just getting your ass kicked because you're underprepared and, and you're overgunned. <laughs> no, I'm assuming you've heard the uh, term judo talk and that like, I, again, so me and my son did train with a lot of cops and, uh, yeah, they they well obviously jujitsu and judo, but thing is they they a lot of them practice both jujitsu and judo and that. But uh, judo with the stand up and basically being able to trip somebody up or throw mm-hmm. throw somebody instead of you know, yeah, I I totally agree with you. And the cops that we did train with said the same thing that a lot of, a lot of guys that don't train are like they're put in a situation where they kind of freak out and then they'll pull the gun or do something stupid. You know what I'm saying? But yeah, I get out yeah. more curious than anything of what type of training you had and what have you. No, that, w- that was a great question because honestly, our, our training, I mean, it's department by department. Obviously, New York State DCJS, uh, Department of, of Criminal Justice, we they, they mandate a certain amount of defensive tactics in, in your academy class. But once you're out of your, and, and that is bullshit to begin with. And once you're out of the academy, I've never had another defensive tactics refresher. If I hadn't done it on my own, if I wasn't competing in jujitsu and submission wrestling and taking Muay Thai and hitting bags in my basement, I would just be another guy on the street with just my academy class defensive tactics, which is severely insufficient. Sure. What do you think this, what do you think is the most effective martial? I guess there's not one that's the best, but the most effective martial arts that cops should at least have like is it jiu-jitsu is it wrestling is it judo is it a little bit of muay thai is it boxing what do you think based on oh. your experience in that? are you telling me to pick one <laughs> uh, no, no no obviously there's a hybrid right like the, the, right. the top two two or three that you think would be make make a cop a more well-rounded cop in regards to uh altercations and all that good stuff right I would I would say jujitsu and probably boxing. Boxing just because of the spatial relationship that you have with people, uh, getting in and out of range. 
Um, and then jujitsu, just because, you know, we've all heard in, in anybody that's been in a fight, most fights end up on the ground. Um, nice. so yeah. I would bypass the wrestling, um, and go straight to the jujitsu. So I would be boxing for range, just, just knowing where you can be hit, you know, um, having that spatial relationship with whoever you're dealing with, whether you're just interviewing them or you're facing off of them, it's very important to, to, to know where you can be touched and where you can touch. And then on, on the backside of that, when you are touched, if you do get taken down, how to control yourself on the ground and then control the person who might be trying to control you. What are your thoughts uh, on uh, Muay Thai? I spoke with uh, Pat last week about self-defense, and he recommended, at least for me, uh, that would probably be the best martial arts. You think that was because of my specific uh, physical dimensions or you know, just in general? Well, but once again, what's your thoughts on Muay Thai? Uh, I think Muay Thai is great. I mean, because, you know, <clears throat> it's one of those things where when you ask me what, what specific martial art is good for on the feet and I say boxing, I've, I've also have to, in my mind, I'm thinking, well, well, Muay Thai is, is encompassing more limbs than just boxing. You're, you're, you're talking mm -hmm. your feet, you're talking elbows. You're also talking a bit of grappling. You've got stand up grappling with Muay Thai where you're working Muay Thai clinches. You're working, um, uh, like you said, trips, um, sweeps, stuff like that. Um, but for you, yeah, I think for you, I don't know if, if Pat Militich knows who you are or what your range is. Obviously most of us on the OG know that you're like seven foot three. Um, I mentioned, so I mentioned you, my height and weight. <laughs> yeah. All right. So he, so, he, all right. He knows I'm tall. All right. So, so yeah, so you've got a tremendous amount of range so, and you've got a, a huge advantage on, on a lot of people. I'm five, nine and I have. My, my legs are probably the size of somebody who should be five, four. I have a very long torso. So I'm five, nine. I've got tiny or short little legs, stubby legs and short little arms. So if you knew range, wait aside, if you knew range, if you, you could keep me at range, I would have a very, very hard time getting to you. And if I did get to you, I'd have to eat several coming in. You know uh -huh. what I mean? Right, right, yeah. So I could see why it'd be a good recommendation. I guess, like uh, like we mentioned, I guess it really depends on body type. Uh, for most people, boxing it would be better because, like you said, it's simpler and uh, simpler mm -hmm. is better. Well, right. it depends on yeah. the person, right? So, like, Jay, I'm sorry to tell you, but probably the best best game plan for you is some pepper spray and a rape bristle. <laughs> <laughs> Very nice. Well, good. I've already got those. Uh, well, I mean, I need pepper spray, but other than that, I'm all set. Hey, so Tenor, I, uh, I'm curious. Have you did, done any judo at all, in regards to like uh, throws or sweeps, or you're you, you're just a jujitsu guy? Um, I've I've trained with judo guys, and and to be quite honestly, or to be quite honest with you, and and um, not to sound like a pussy, but I am. Judo guys scare the fucking shit out of me. I have I've rolled with judo guys, and I know when I'm going. I know when I'm rolling with a judo guy, just because I know everybody in the area as far as are used are used to anyways. As far as who was a judo guy, who was a jujitsu guy, when I would be on the feet with a judo guy. I'm pulling fucking guard because <laughs> yeah. I don't want to get punched in the face with the earth. And that's exactly what happens when a judo guy does some Uchimata shit and your legs are yeah, up yeah, over yeah. your head. You're getting punched yeah. in the face with the earth. So judo guys scare the shit out of me. And I'm yeah. not, if I know you're a judo guy, I am not tying up with you. I will pull guard or I will shoot a, a low single on your ass. Nice. Nice. Yeah. Cause I think <laughs> that, that is, I think uh, overall, and though, though this is right to jiu-jitsu guys, but I think judo for cops in general, I think is a little bit more effective over jujitsu. And I, again, I'm not putting down jujitsu, but I'm just. Oh no, jujitsu is struck down. You. That's right. That's what happens when you fuck with jujitsu, sir. <laughs> I think, I think Ninja Ron found him. Oh shit. Dude. Well, now <laughs> nice. we're talking about an entirely different classification of badass because obviously ninjutsu is top tier. I mean, that's that's why we have to weed out the fake ninjutsu people because the real ones are so fucking terrifying. <laughs> <laughs> For sure. Oh uh, shit. Okay, well, uh the chat box people have been asking uh since we're on the speaking of a police officer, what's your favorite cop movie? Uh favorite cop movie. Um Lethal Weapon 1. Ooh, that is a really good one too, man. Very nice. Uh, what what uh, what uh, makes it your favorite one? Um, just because, uh, almost the, the obviously it's it's a, a huge 
blockbuster movie. So there's a, a bunch of shit that would never go down in real cop stuff. Um, but the fact that you've got, I believe the um, fight coordinator was, um, was it Hickson? One of the Gracies was the fight coordinator. And you see that in the, in the last scene with Gary Busey in the front lawn, I believe that um, Riggs, pulls off an arm bar or a triangle choke or he does something. So there's, it's got the jujitsu side on it. Um, yeah. And also that, that Riggs is just a crazy bastard. He's got great one-liners and he's, he's that damaged cop. You know, you see that, that um, the first uh, one of the first scenes where he's smoking the cigarette in his camper that's parked on the beach and he's looking at his wife. I think she had been killed or something and he's looking at his gun. He's thinking about killing himself and he does that multiple times in the movie. There, there's a lot of realism to that, even though it's a blockbuster movie. There's, you know, there, there's a reason why cops have one of the highest divorce rates and suicide rates in 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 the uh, in the United States. Yeah, it's because it, it's a crappy job a lot of times. You know, it's very <laughs> it's, sure. Well, I mean, I'm sure it's very unappreciated. You know, I'm I can't imagine going to work every day and most of the people I deal with resent me trying to do my job. Yeah, I mean, it sucks, man. It's the only job. Yeah, it's the it's only job where people are pissed but, at you for doing your job and more pissed if you don't do it. Yeah, exactly. exactly. Yep. Yeah. Okay, so we've covered that. Anyone else got any cop-related questions? I mean, it's not every day we have a law officer on that will answer our questions. Most of the time, they're the one asking the questions. So, <laughs> Especially when he's drunk. Uh, yeah, exactly. Uh, we like uh, the real out of him. I'm <laughs> drinking a few Canadian beers, so I'm, getting a, I'm, I'm trying to catch up to you. Have you, uh, besides the cop thing, did you try like, other avenues in regards to being a firefighter or, or you're just more or less set on becoming a cop or? No, I did. I did corrections for eight years before I came in, went to uh, road law enforcement. So I was, I was in corrections, nice. um, not, not as an inmate, but as, as a guard. So I did that for eight years prior to getting into this, and I've done this for eleven years. So I'm I'm pushing twenty years now in the law enforcement aspect of things. Can you tell us the worst fucked up story that you've seen? With obviously, you know, detail wise, you don't have to give it give the details that you feel comfortable with. But um, yeah, you know, I I, I most of most of the bad shit that I saw was in corrections, man. And and to be honest with you, I worked I worked with females, so you guys can flame me away for that. But females are tough to work with. I and because you you know, I'm working with female murderers, rapists, we're talking high level offenses and um a lot of, of self-abuse though. I, I can't tell you how many times I cut somebody down that hung themselves. Um, uh, uh, a lot of self-mutilation cutting screws and, you know, they, if they found any type of screw or staple, they would put it in their arms and, and hide them inside their arms. Um, so that corrections, I saw a lot of gory shit and corrections more so in policing, but that's, that's, that has more to do with my policing area and my jurisdiction. Cause I, I don't see a whole lot. I mean, I've thrown some people around. I mean, I've, I've drawn my gun on some people. Um, and I don't say that with pride. I hope it doesn't sound like that, but I'm just being real as far as what I've seen and what I've done. Um, but as far as, is is correction goes, the worst shit that I ever saw was in corrections dealing with females. Wow. Hmm. How about uh, any near 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 death experiences? Or again, I don't know if you want to talk about that, but close to it, or um, honestly, not really. I mean, other than the story I told, I don't know if you were on the other day with the the hitman that was up on the roof of the tavern that was above me. If he had had a gun, he probably I'd have been dead. But he didn't have a gun because uh, we had already confiscated his guns. But um, that's that's about as close as it came. I like. Like I said, I'm I'm never gonna uh, have some grandiose visions or or thoughts or feelings about what I've done in law enforcement. I haven't really been in in that big of a situation. <laughs> and you know what? Honestly, I'm I'm glad I don't need to be in that shit. I'm fine doing what I'm doing. Hey, listen, okay. brother. I'm a can, I'm a Canadian. Thing is, I support uh, the the boys in blue, and and I'm a pro R. Uh, um, I, 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 uh, forces guy type thing. So God bless you, man. Fucking good for you, man. Nice, brother. I appreciate it, man. 
Yeah, okay, I've got, I've got a question for you, sir. I know uh, law enforcement's a pretty broad term. Uh, did you do road work, you know, like traffic enforcement at any point? Oh, yeah, that's that's part of our everyday duties. Okay. I mean, okay, because I know, yeah, that foot, you know, foot part. patrol, traffic, all that stuff. Yeah. Okay, then a question from the chat box does apply. Das wants to know if you've ever been offered sexual favors to get out of a ticket. Um, no, I have not. However, um, I did. We do a lot of uh, agencies have gone away from this, um, but it's part of our community policing stance that we do is when people, when um, citizens lock their, their keys in the car, we have lockout kits and I've, I've, you know, I'll unlock your car for you. So there was a young female college girl that asked me to unlock her car and I did. And she was like, Hey, can I give you a tip or something? I'm like, uh, no, that's fine. It's cool. And she's like, well, can I, can I buy you some, some coffee? I said, no, nah, it's fine. We do this all the time. Don't worry about it. It's, you know, uh, I appreciate the, the, the sentiment. And she, she literally like grabbed my shoulder and looked at me. She goes, no, seriously, I'll do anything. And I was like, you do realize you probably shouldn't say that to a guy like me. Right. I just kind of gave her a little nod. I was like, you do realize you shouldn't say that to a guy like me, right? And that that was the end of that. But that's that's about as close as that comes. <laughs> uh, right. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's the reason I bring that up, uh, not that's well, the not the blowjob part, but the uh part about different doing different things in law enforcement is because uh, I have a friend of mine that uh, at one point worked for the, the Detroit Police Department. And when I asked him what he did, um, you know, like if he did like traffic enforcement and he said, no, um, for the vast majority of his career, uh, I guess you call it internal, internal affairs. What he said he specifically did was whenever a Detroit police officer fired a gun, he investigated it. So I yeah, he, he's, affairs. he's probably hated. <laughs> um, <laughs> so not just, not just when somebody fires a gun, when, when anybody is suspected of doing something under the table or not um legal ia gets involved internal affairs so a lot of times um I, my department's so small that i don't have an ia department per se hmm. but uh ia is is very amongst the boys um they're very looked down upon but you know what they're governing police so just like citizens look at police and they don't want to be governed so they hate us the police don't want to be governed, and that's what IA does. So we don't like them. So it's 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 basically a domino's effect there. You know what I mean? Oh, um, is do you think Detroit would be a big enough precinct to have a, an IA department that has sub departments? Because he said pretty much that's all he did. He didn't say anything about investigating cops for like yo know, yo know, selling drugs or anything like that. He said his main job was if a cop fired his gun, he had to go look into it. Oh, I would imagine. I mean. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I don't know for sure, but Detroit's a huge city. So I would imagine that you would have a, um, a department of IA and then certain individuals within that department, there would be an umbrella and one would investigate dirty cops selling drugs. And one would be investigating maybe just uh, police involved shooting, stuff like that. I would imagine that's just a guess though. Uh, yeah. Apparently he did it for about 20 years, but he's, he was still involved in regular police work. So, uh, I guess the reason he didn't, he didn't, he, after about 20 years, he had to retire. He was trying to arrest somebody that he said didn't really want to be arrested. And while they were um, exchanging opinions physically, he ended up ripping uh, his quad muscle and his leg in half. And oh boy. Uh, yeah, and they, and basically they gave him like all kinds of therapy and this, that, and the other. And, and while he's okay to walk around and things like that, they said he's not in physical shape to be a cop anymore. So they retired him. He was pretty close to 20 years anyways. Uh, but he, nice. had no intention, he had no intention of retiring, he, yeah, and which is how I know him because he ended up getting a job as a security guard. <laughs> so so a, a really <laughs> a really overqualified security guard, nonetheless. But you know, uh, that's how I met him. Uh, so I get to hear all kinds of interesting stories because, uh, as you can imagine, anybody that's been on the Detroit Police Force has lots of interesting stories. <laughs> Oh, I would, I would, I, I would imagine. I was gonna say, did you guys meet in the unemployment line, or you know, filling out your, your paperwork? Or, uh, <laughs> no, no, no. He worked, he, he worked at the country club that I work at. Uh, you know, as All doing right, cool. security. Yeah. So, we, oh, is yeah. that is that is. Is that the uh, the guy that you have uh, photos of the the guy sitting in your office the the black guy? Yeah, 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 yeah. The one I took a picture of. Right. is the I told I asked him, I was like, hey, I'm going to take a picture of you and put it in here, and he's like, I don't give a shit. <laughs> I've got <laughs> a I've got a hell of a memory, Jay. I remember this yeah, shit. Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah, but everyone else said, "Oh, that's a bad idea." You know, they, they the wine work might not want my, uh, people to know what the security guard looks like. I'm like, um, it's a Jewish country club. <laughs> it doesn't really blend in, <laughs> right? <laughs> Although, to be honest with, you, with, with the exception of the black part, he blends in better than any other security guard we've got. He's very low key. You know, walking mm-hmm. around wearing. Uh, you saw a picture of him. Uh, all the yep. other security guards look like jacked up ex marines. You know, most of them are jacked up ex marines. You know? <laughs> Like uh, one of nice. our one of our security guards, I swear, you know, does wears nothing but skin tight black uh, shirts, uh, you know, that show his biceps. <laughs> his name's Ali. <laughs> He's a Middle Eastern guy that was in like the military, and he, you know, he teaches gun classes and security classes, and we only see him like a, a couple days a week because he got better things to do with his day, time on most days. And then we, there was this other guy that was straight out of the army, like special forces, like three weeks ago. And I go, oh, oh, you're out of the army. I'm like, oh, cool. How long have you been out? He goes, oh, about three weeks. And I could tell that dude was intense. <laughs> you know, he was used to fucking like being in, he was showing me a picture, you know, videos of camels running alongside his Humvee while he was in the desert. I'm like, wow, what was that? He goes, oh, about a month ago. I'm like, dude, you shouldn't be defending a country club. You should be like defending the president or some shit. He was, he didn't stay long. He ended up uh, getting transferred to something a little more intense, I think. Hey guys, listen, I got one more question for Tenor. Uh, and then I got to go. So Tenor, thing is, I've never been to New York. What? As somebody that's never been there, what areas would you recommend to go to or not to go to just to kind of see New York and, you know, whatever, the sites and just uh, what have you? All right. So I'm not in the city and I fucking despise the city. So Mm -hmm. I don't know if I'm the greatest person to ask because I'm in upstate New York. So I would say stay the fuck away from the city. I would say come to the Finger Lakes region. And just uh, do the gorges and, and the state parks and do some camping and stuff. Um, maybe even go up to the Adirondacks. That That's my speed. Um, so if you're looking for city advice, I'm not the guy, brother. Oh, just in general, just the whole – I've never been to New York within yeah, the campus. Yeah, so I, I, more curiosity than anything as a Canadian, I'm asking me, so yeah. Yeah, I would do Finger Lakes in the Adirondack region. That would be that would be my my take on it. Nice. Yeah, I can I can understand that. People think Detroit, Michigan is all Detroit, and Detroit's obviously a very small part of Michigan, and the tone of Michigan is completely different uh, from most the vast majority of it. It sounds a lot of it sounds like the way you guys you just described upstate uh, New York. Just yeah, for sure. Lakes and stuff hey, like guys, that. Guys, I apologize. I, I got to go. Listen, Tenor, God bless you, man. Uh, you're doing a great job as a cop. And uh, hey, God bless you and your family. Boys, well, uh, I guess I'll try to call on tomorrow. All right. No, you do. I appreciate you calling. Hey, you do a great job. Thanks, right. brother. I appreciate hey. the questions, man. All right, man. Hey, Ryan, take care as well. Have a good night. Yeah. Appreciate it, Greg. I guess I can just fuck off, huh? You know, you too. You too. You too. DJ, you too. All right. Talk to the boss. Well, that was a great call. So, uh, there, Tenor, you got anything else you want to talk about tonight? We're closing in on the end of the show, but obviously, if we got stuff we want to talk about, there's no hard line. It's not like my wife's standing there staring at me, looking at her watch. Um, hi, boy. We'll be done soon, trust me. <laughs> but, anyways, you got anything you want to talk about? Oh my God, we lost tenor. Oh shit, dude. Oh, we, got, son of a bitch. We, we don't have a show anymore. God damn it, dude. I don't I assume we're gonna lose all of our listeners listeners right now. God, I sound like I'm the one who's drinking, aren't I? Well, <laughs> aren't you? No, no. For the most part, I don't drink. Really, I don't. That that white claw, you know, uh, we had I had last week was the only drink I had last week. Um, I'm not going to Red Lobster and having uh, mango daiquiris. So, you know, my drinking intake is pretty much zero. God, I Ooh, want a mango daiquiri. Who in the blue hell goes to Red Lobster? I love Red Lobster. I realize people think it's like the McDonald's of seafood, but I love it. You know, I granted, granted, I realize everyone loves lobster. Uh, Jim Ganefigan, uh, I think is no Jim. Well, like stand up comic does a joke about that. He goes, yes, yes, yes. I know you love lobster. We all love butter, um, but there's all kinds of things. You can't tell me that Red Lobster biscuits are not the best fucking thing on the planet. Have you not had a proper Popeye's biscuit? Uh, no, I've never been to Popeye's. Oh, and you know what? I'm sorry. Someone was asking a question. Uh, I haven't really talked about this, but people do throw us uh, donations every once in a while. Uh, apparently, there's pod points. 
Uh, so every show, people have been throwing them to, to us. Uh, pod points are worth like a penny, uh, but they do all add up. And I am happy to say, let me tell you what, why don't I go over and give you the grand total? Because this is going to be amazing. Uh, since we started doing the podcast, people have donated. Where is it on here? Give me just a second. Da, 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 da. Oh, makes me log in. God damn you. Uh, let's see. Where is it on here? I can't find it now. But I think it's around uh, $3. <laughs> Shit, yeah. Fuck yeah, you dude. Can, we, you can almost go to Red Lobster with that. Yeah. You know, Red Lobster is not cheap, man. It's, uh, I, I hate to say it because, you know, I love going there, but we restrict it like once every couple months because, you know, it's real pretty easy to spend like 80 or $100 there. And we, we can't justify that for two people. You, know, that's, you are uh, a special breed of white trash. I love oh, it. come on. It's delicious. I, you know, I don't see why you would have any possible beef with the, uh, with, uh, Red Lobster. Have you, I assume you've eaten there, right? Actually, I'm not much of a seafood person. I'd rather okay. go to a good steakhouse. Oh, okay. And, and by the way, back to our previous point, I found it. People have donated 335 pod points, which is $3.35. Yes, motherfuckers. We are retiring now. Uh, all jokes aside, uh, I do appreciate it. it. It doesn't cost a ton of money, but it does cost a little bit of money to uh, pay for the podcast. And as everyone knows, I don't want to spend my own money. So, <laughs> uh, sorry. Um, shit you know what i guess that's probably about it it's been an hour you guys got anything else anything at all looking at the uh uh oh someone's saying throwing the holes is saying the lobster red lobster is not very good uh the thing being i don't know any better <laughs> um the only other lobster i've ever had is from this uh, uh ghetto place down t- in pontiac that does uh fried lobster which is delicious by the way if you ever have a chance to have a deep fried lobster i highly recommend it so again, uh-huh. that is not real lobster. Like if it was real lobster, they would not be bastardizing it by frying it. Oh, oh and someone said that a hundred dollars for two people at red lobster seems like a lot. Well, I mean, not really. I mean, the their meals are twenty to forty bucks each. So call it thirty bucks each. There's sixty dollars. If you both have like a drink or two, there's another fifteen or twenty dollars. Now you're up to seventy five, eighty dollars. Um, you got to leave a tip, and if you're gonna if you're gonna spend eighty dollars on food, you might as well give them a twenty dollar tip. And all of a sudden, you spend a hundred dollars on red lobster, which is why we yeah. go at like once every three months. <laughs> yeah, I think I'd rather go to like an actual like sit down restaurant that's not a crazy chain of shit food. Oh, well, you know, my wife actually prefers steak over lobster, but there's like, we went to an Outback steakhouse all the time that we were big fans of, but for some reason they closed it. And like, so there's no good chain steakhouses near me. There are a couple of regular ones, but we don't spend that type of money on a regular basis. You know, for me, for us, you know, spending $20 on a steak for dinner is, you know, enough money for us. So nine times out of 10, if we want steak, we buy it ourselves and cook it. It's one of the few things I'm okay at. At least, so or at least is, if I'm not, my wife lies a lot because she thinks I'm good at cooking steak. So this is the ridiculous thing, right? So you're talking about spending a hundred bucks at a Red Lobster, and that is like a chain restaurant. It's basically the fast food of sit down eating. Yeah, they call it the McDonald's of seafood. Right. You can go to like an actual, like decent, like local slash neighborhood restaurant, get good food, end up spending the exact same amount of money. And you're choosing Red Lobster over that? Well, I, as I mentioned, you, you don't go to Red Lobster. You don't like seafood. So you're not really one to judge it. Um, <laughs> it's good. You know, like uh, I'll get their uh, ultimate feast, which is a little tiny lobster tail. Yeah. Uh, some snow crab legs, which you barely get any meat out of and are, rich or, are really irritating. Uh, some shrimp scampi, which is really, really garlicky. Uh, sitting in garlic bottle, butter. And some... Uh, battered shrimp which is normally a little you know why the fuck am i going to red lobster now that i think about it none of that sounds good at all does it no like that's what i'm trying to get to like red lobster doesn't seem like the call for you okay the real reason i love their mango daiquiris i love their mango daiquiris that's the real reason i I won't lie so learn to make a mango daiquiri that's gonna end up costing you like one eighth yeah like uh, Ah, yeah yeah yeah. absolutely ridiculous you know (laughs) <laughs> so you don't go to any chains at all there's no like a, there's no restaurant you can say that i would recognize that you go to on a regular basis nothing that i go to on a regular basis like now and then if i'm running behind like yeah there will be some relatively chain type restaurants that'll grab something so like if i'm at work right and i 
end up just needing to grab something quick for lunch. Like there's a barbecued smokehouse right across the street from where I work. It's kind of a chain, but not like a national chain. Uh, like you go in and yeah. get like some freshly, you know, like smoked meat or something like that. Like I don't, I'm not the McDonald's guy. I'm not the Red Lobster guy. I would say once about every four months when I need to, you know, have my uh, intestines set on fire and forcibly, you know, excavated, I will go to a Taco Bell. <laughs> See, Taco Bell is one of my go-to choices if I have to do fast food because it seems like the least odds of them fucking it up. You know, obviously they can, but meat in a tortilla shell with some cheese thrown on it, it kind of hard to fuck that up. You know, you go to McDonald's, the fries can be cold and hard and, the, you know, but like a soft taco, it, that shit could sit there for a week and you reheat it and it's just fine. It, you know, uh, Taco Bell's kind of like fuck up proof. So that's my normal go-to if I have to do fast food, which I'm not a fan of, but sometimes you got to do what you got to do. Yeah. So fast food, there's that once, maybe once, twice a year, I'll have some Popeye's just to fulfill the, uh, you know, inner urbanite in me. Right. Right. right, Go and go and subject myself to some minorities here and there. (laughs) All right. Well, looking at the time, it's probably, we should probably wrap this up. Um, as always, I appreciate you guys listening. The The chat box has been very lively with the normal heathens and a couple special guests I saw. So I appreciate you guys stopping by. Ryan, you did a great job as always. Say bye, Ryan. Actually, before we go, just a <laughs> reminder to everyone out there, Jay lives and dies by your voicemails. Be sure to call in and leave those. It's 860-801-7739. Excellent. Yeah, that's right. Call in and tell me what you think. Uh, We're going to be doing this shit all over again tomorrow. So stop by at 6 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Until then, this is the Other Ground Live. You guys have yourself a fucking excellent night.